When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nuggets burger of sundae voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Right, hello everybody, and welcome to uh, our latest Royal Blue podcast in association with Sport Pacer. And uh, a lot to get through today. Um, since we last spoke, obviously we've had the derby match on the Friday night. We've had a couple of um, high-profile departures, and we've had uh, a fairly significant addition to the squad as well. Um, obviously, we've got uh, players coming back from injury. An awful lot to go at, but I think we'll start. Uh, you've all been waiting to hear Scotty's reaction to the news this morning. Clearly, uh, the Greek fans were absolutely ecstatic to see Kevin Morales returning to Olympiakos, where he won the league with them twice and was top scorer with them twice, but probably only marginally less ecstatic is uh, Tony. <laughs> it's only on loan till the end of the season, but, you know, he's gone. Scotty, you won't mourn his departure, will you? I won't. Not one bit. I just think we've had six years of an attitude problem from Kevin Morales from day one. Yeah, he, he, in fits and start, he'll have one good game out of nine, put one in the top corner and that's it, he's also see him again. I think that's unfair. I think you've had a couple of years of uh, bad attitude. I think for three or four years, I thought his attitude Would you say decent. so? Yeah. I probably bored you with it before on these uh, podcasts, yeah. but uh, a derby match in Anfield, not one of the more recent 4 nilers, but one of about three years ago when Everton were absolutely pulverised and he was the one player that kept going for me all the way through. And I thought, more that's I thought, to mind, well, not many, I have to say, no. In the six-year stint, 150 no, games? No, I thought he, uh, he impressed initially, you know, so for a year or two. But no, I mean, I'm not going to argue with you. The last couple of years, his attitude has been awful. Why is David Moyes, Roberto Martinez, Ronald Koeman, Sam Allardyce... All these managers seen right through him. Yeah. And now he's gone. I think it's only Allardyce that's seen through him. Yeah. He's not even attempted to use him. Uh, other managers have because they know the ability he's got. Yeah. And when you see it on occasions, you think, wow, this fella could do something for us. But you don't see it often enough. And that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's my yeah. argument with him. And yeah. I think it went on record before the saying is that that's my main gripe with the lad is because he's got the ability. Yeah. And no, if, no, if, he did, if he was see, like a Phil Neville, so to speak, lads will just run and run around, give you his all, 100%. You take them for granted, but this lad has got more ability than most, and yeah. he doesn't use it. And that's my main gripe and frustration with him. Glad to see him out the door. Yeah. And you see the Olympi- Olympiacos fans, well, I'll give them 10 games and they'll see a lot of them as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I totally share Tony's view there. Um, 
he has got all the, the attributes needed to be a very good player, hasn't he? And he showed them certainly in his first year, maybe in his second year. You know, he can go either side, can't he, of a, a defender. He's a good finisher. He's got a bit of pace. Mm. You know, he's got all the attributes you think in the Premier League he should do really well. But, you know, one thing or another, it's never worked, not worked out for him since about 2014. Didn't help that. Was it sort of Spurs he was inclined for a move yeah. to, was it? Yeah, was yeah. Like yeah. You know, things around that time, well. which is what, three years ago now, yeah. that you're thinking actually there's something going on here. Uh, and since then, he's never, you know, odd game aside, he's never really done it. And I, and I just think it's sad. I think when you look back, you know, say 10, 20 years' time, you look at players who play for us in the Premier League, you'd be looking at him and thinking, what you should have done a lot better yeah, than that, you know? And I mm. think that's the sad thing about it, setting aside laughing and joking and all that. And it's bad attitude. That's the sad thing about it because, as we well know, over the last few years, we haven't had that. You know, that players of you can do that can offer a little bit different of not being exactly, you know, filling our team out for one reason or the other. And that's just, I just think it's sad. But, you know, if we get a deal, what's a loan deal? Is it just a loan? That's yeah. it, a loan to the end There's of the no season. Fame. No, There's no fame. Yeah. Yeah. Do you just say a lot about him that he's been at Everton for like five or six years now? And no, obviously, a lot of Premier League clubs will have seen him. On a weekly basis, not one single team around Europe. I know Wolfsburg. He, there was an opportunity to go to Wolfsburg as well. Not one single Premier League team looked at him. And, Do you know what? We'll take a chance on him. He ends up going to Greece. They're looking at other players, aren't they? And that's the thing. Not just looking at him. There's you know, thousands of players that clubs are looking at. So yeah, not surprised. And, and I suppose the detail is that what he's been five and a half seasons, yeah. 150 games. What's yeah. that? 25, 30 games a season. Yeah, yeah. You'd be sorry to see him go. Um, no, I think um, his time had passed. When he first came, he, he was so single-minded. You see him, he get the ball. He just want to go to goal as quickly as possible, as directly as possible. He, he tries to make things happen by by mm. by his, himself almost. But once that had gone, and in, in, in his latter years now, once the guy he didn't offer very much at all, really. So at this Premier League level, perhaps in Greece, at a, a slightly less level, you might rediscover that kind of form. But I think as a Premier League force, he was finished. The final nail in the Morales coffin for me was. Um, the penalty with Leighton Baines that time. <laughs> nice. yeah. I said that was it. Not, not to do with they had Leighton Baines first goal scorer, a good bet on it. Like <laughs> and then Morales stepped up and took the penalty off him, but no, no. no yeah, that was, that I was think the final nail was the, the incident that did took place or didn't take place with involving him and Schneider. Yeah, yeah. I think that's quite a stupid sending off in there as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, go on, let's draw a line under Kevin Morales. I mean, he's only on loan. You know, he could, uh, he could always yeah. return <laughs> 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 for the seventh manager of Everton. Yeah, to, to me, a far more significant departure yeah. uh, will be Ross Barkley. Um, and, you know, really curious circumstances having agreed to go to Chelsea in the summer for 35 million. Uh, obviously injured so he couldn't have played anyway then ends up going back there six months later for 20 million quid less it's cost Everton a fair bit of money but will we be sorry to see him go now the reason I say that and is that when Barkley's not on the team sheet for me he's not one of those players that you think oh gosh we're really going to miss him yeah. you know the tools that he's got at his disposal you know, he's two-footed, he scores goals, he's got pace, he can go past the play, he's got strength. You think, wow, this fella should be able to live up to the billing that Roberto Martinez rather ludicrously gave him of being, you know, a cross between Balak and Gascoigne. Yeah, for me, he's never really done it. And I personally don't think he's going to be missed that much, really, in the Everton squad. But, you know, happy yeah. to be shot down in flames. I mean, do you think otherwise? Two, two issues here for me. One is the circumstances of his deal in yeah. terms of the 35 to 15, you know, which is... Or whatever the final figure was, um, just shows you the the you now well as a club and I don't 
it's not accusing anybody of anything here is as a club you get into very dangerous territory when you get somebody who's a reasonably you know if you had the full contract as a yeah. high value player if you let them go into yeah. their family or the contract you, you, you're leaving yourself open I wouldn't say abuse where the situation mm. could be manipulated for other parties you know and that's what's mm. happened here isn't it I'm not saying it's Evans fault because there's lots of you know at the end of the day I think the injury was the, injury, the thing yeah. you know and I think um, that shows you the danger of, of that happening the second thing is is what Pleno says really is he hasn't really developed what is he now? Is he 20, 24? He's 24 now, which should be in the peak of his career. He's, yeah. he's been going backwards for, for, for three years. Yeah. The, the only thing I'd say, under maybe under a new manager, maybe you know, maybe from what you hear, perhaps about what happened with Cumin and, and what was put But he's had a lot of managers, though, Gav, hasn't he? Martinez, hasn't he? Yeah, Moyes as well. I don't think he play under Moyes, really. Yeah, he did. Moyes gave him his debut. Yeah, but he didn't play. His first season was under Martinez, wasn't it? 13, 14. Yeah, but he gave him a t- And then he went on loan as well at Sheffield yeah, Wednesday and Leeds. He's still a young lad. He's played under England managers as well. So I don't vouch for that. And you, yeah. I think you've either got it or you haven't. Okay. I, I, my opinion is it yeah. might have been. Bear in mind that some of his form and the, the drop in form, maybe his attitude was to do with the previous manager. An opportunity to see him under a under under new, you know, under a new boss. Um, but it's 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 sad in the back when Ross came into the team. We all know it, it doesn't fit the narrative as what you would expect it to happen, and that's a sad thing for me, really. You want a little bit of sparkle, don't you? But, but yeah. and if he weren't a homegrown player, yeah. an Evertonian supposedly. Yeah. Would anyone be flinching at the moment because of it? Yeah, that's a fair comment. Uh, probably similarities to Malas in some way. I, I, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably similarities that, yeah, yeah. to Malas. I think the most telling comment was when um, the Conte press conference before the Norwich game and he was asked about him and he said that, yeah, yeah, we're signing him. But he gave the impression that it was being made as a signing, as an investment yeah. rather yeah. than as a yeah. player. Now, if you look at their bench, you know, they've got Cesc Fabregas to come on in that position. William and everyone. Yeah. Are they going to be using Ross Barkley as a player? But it just smacked us. He's too cheap to say no to. You know, 15 million quid. We can keep him in the squad, you know, for the rest of the season, you know, for 18 months maybe, and then move him on for 40 or 50 yeah. million. And I might be wrong there, but that just seemed yeah, to be the, um, yeah. the subtext of what you were saying. I end up with this on him for a year or something yeah. like that. Yeah. You know what I, mean? I, I totally <laughs> agree because I look at it ability wise and player. He's not going to get in that Chelsea team. Nowhere near it. Nowhere near good enough. And I look at players who are younger than him. He would basically dominate in Premier League games. Raheem Sterling, Deli Ali, mm-hmm. all players have come through their academies, etc., and are dominating games, taking games. But he doesn't. He doesn't do it as much. He's, and he's older than a lot of yeah, them. Guys, the world of difference playing for Everton under under Koeman and Marcel and play, playing under Man City under Guardiola. But if you compare them to, to he's, Sterling, he's ripping it up at Liverpool, Sterling. That's why he got the fifty million pound move. Yeah, but, Deli but Ali. I wasn't saying ripping up. He's a vastly Sterling's vastly improved player at City. But I, I know, I, I know what you're Deli saying. Deli Ali's is, a lot younger. But, but who knows? Rash, Rashford's younger than Barkley. But, but who knows that he could go to Chelsea? Could he could fulfil? He might act as, as, as a spare to him. Nothing like against that. We hope yeah. he does. Yeah. But yeah. I, I personally don't see. It. I mean, no. Chris, are you disappointed to see him yeah. disappear? I, I, I felt. Um, <coughs> truly privileged to see him score that goal at Newcastle when he rested yeah, yeah, that goal yeah. and he ran it and oh, so, he scored some blinders yeah, yeah. so many players just not capable of doing that and again that's part of the frustration isn't it knowing that he had that in his locker to be able to do that but he just wasn't able to take his, his game on and like you say the Chelsea move it's almost like because he's gone into the final year of his contract it's too good a deal for them to turn down it was telling really that the, um, 
the manager wasn't even um, there when when he signed. Um, mm. He was unveiled, and it was with one of the directors, who I think she does a lot of the commercial stuff for yeah. them. And yeah. this um, mm. um, Canadian businesswoman, who, who Russian Canadian businesswoman, works at Chelsea. So yeah. that was quite interesting. The fact that the quotes were coming from her. Yeah, yeah. That was who he was with when he yeah. when he signed for the club, rather than um, here's the here's the manager welcoming with open arms. Yeah, could be quite I appropriate. Think, I think Tim Donovan, you probably to ask Conti about Barkley, he probably wouldn't have a clue about him. <laughs> Probably wouldn't have a clue because don't forget, Ross has been out the equation for the best part yeah. of 12 months, hasn't he? Yeah, and he's been there, what 18 months? It's not really a thing that's us anymore, but in terms of like you know, if he thinks he's had problems with Cumin, you know, oh, yeah, with Conte, is a you know, there's two sides, similar cloth. Yeah, yeah, I, I, was, I always got the impression that he was quite a sensitive soul, yeah. Barkley, that needed man managing in the right way. I mean, you always think back to Phil Jagielka's words in the Wembley Tunnel, they're not mm. booing you, Roscoe. Almost like, you know, he yeah. needs an arm around him and he's yeah. reassuring all the time. Martinez did that far too much the other way. You know, he didn't put an arm around him, he put him on a pedestal and built him right yeah. up. Yeah. Whereas Koeman, to me, handled him okay. He was yeah, quite, he was brutally absolutely. honest. He made him captain against Yeovil. You know, he mm. gave him opportunities, but he did, certainly didn't, you know, pander to him. Mm. Uh, but you get the impression he needs that reassurance. Whether you'll get that from Antonio Conte is a But that's what I mean. If things had been bad under Coombe and under Conte in far different circumstances, you know, it's a tough learning care for him. There's two sides to look at, isn't he, Gab? You've got, from an Everton perspective, him, he's cost us the best part of 20 odd million quid, hasn't he? By moving, what, four months later than what he should have done. Yeah. From an Everton fan's perspective, they've got a gripe with that because he's meant to be so called one of their own, etc. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, now, yeah, from yeah. Barkley's perspective, he's probably thinking, well, do you know what? I've just created a nice signing on for you, Chelsea, etc. And then my wages are probably trebled than what I'm on at Everton. I've got more chance of winning trophies and I'll be playing with better players. Everton see you in the mid-table and chasing the Champions League here. There's two sides to look at it, isn't he, from Barkley's perspective and an Everton fan's perspective? If he plays. Yeah, if he plays. I mean, his wages, I think we offered 100. Is that, that was the story I heard. I don't know the figures, but it was yeah, a sizable yeah. increase. Yeah. Yeah. And it's madness. That, and I know it's deep down, you look at it, if you're Evertonian and someone offers you £100,000 a week to play yeah. for the team, you absolutely idolise and you're tearing it yeah, down. Well, we've had this discussion before. It's like, you've got to, and don't want to, is if you're a professional sportsman, you've got to you've got to you've got to distance yourself from your, your emotional attachment to things for the be- the good of your career. Yeah. And and you know I don't like I've Steven Gerrard. Well, could be argued on at least one occasion. But he, he did. did. But he, he did. didn't. Well, yeah. But don't talk about other people. And just generally speaking, and for Bar- for the good of his career, he's saying, "Well, actually, I want to. I don't want to make that emotional attachment. I want to do what's best for me at the moment." And sometimes if you're on the outside looking into these things on the outside looking in you have a completely different perspective than if you're on yeah, the inside yeah, looking yeah. out and I think you just always remember that about players I, I, I remember years ago the one I was thinking about in Perm I remember this when we sold David Johnson in the early 70s yeah. and it was a probably really promising young player we sold him we bought like Bale, for Rod Belfit and Bale. Yeah, it was yeah. just like completely you know journeyman and they let Johnson go but then like Two, two, three years playing for for, for England, and then ended up getting transferred to, to Liverpool for two hundred thousand quid, and that that's a transfer I can yeah. think of that I think quite similar. And um, he was a very young striker at the time. That he was twenty twenty one, yeah, yeah. But he was even you know yeah. at the time when he was struggling, and that that went completely wrong for us. And I think um, 
I don't think it will with Barkley, but it just doesn't fit the narrative that he would have wanted in 2013 14. That's a sad thing for me. Mm. Well, come on, let's uh, focus on a positive. Uh, <laughs> the Derby. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we'll come to that. We'll come to that. For Morales, it is a positive for Toby. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, yeah. Oh, oh, a, a positive in the signing that Everton have made. Yeah. Curious timing, you know, so half time in the Derby match when it was uh, announced. But, you know, Cenk Tosin, I think that's how you pronounce it, isn't it? Has uh, arrived from Besiktas, proven goals record. And he's clearly, you know, a, a body in an area of the team that we need reinforcements quite badly. Uh, unfortunately, couldn't play against Liverpool, but is available for Tottenham this weekend. Take it, we're all thrilled to finally see a, a striker arrive belatedly at the club. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I thought the time was all right to actually get announced on national telly. On the derby. Oh, I thought yeah. so. When you're no, yeah. down yeah. in the derby, yeah. weren't the best of time. I, I think we've been told to expect an announcement pre-match, and I think that's why we, when it didn't happen, yeah. we were anticipating God, well, it'll give us something for tomorrow morning. Yeah. And then you know, half time. But yeah, maybe it is good PR. Yeah. You know, to get the, it the gripe, yeah. sorry, got, the gripe was it's nothing to do with obviously if you can be. It was because we wanted to sign him at twelve o'clock so we could play in that derby to make some kind of impact. And the play that they signed yeah. in Van Dijk by getting it done before that. So happens that he gets yeah. the winner, and that was the main claim. Yeah, yeah, I'm just talking about the time, and yeah, that's a separate issue. But yeah, I get that. Yeah, I've not. I think, you know, face value um, brings us something that we've needed for a long time. Yeah. Um, my concern is, is as we said last week, is we've got to start creating those chances for him to feed off. I mm. think that's the thing, and therefore that will possibly need maybe another signing in behind him to add yeah. a little bit more creativity different formation playing Sigurds and say just behind them and that's going to be the key to the success of the transfer yeah. well yeah, let me throw this one in because this is something I wrote about on uh, Saturday about um, Sigurdsson and his last four goals three of them have come playing down the centre or you know yeah. right of centre when Rooney two of them when Rooney hasn't been on the pitch and obviously Rooney was substituted early in the derby match and you could argue that Sigurdsson scored that goal from a position that Rooney might have been, you know, not yeah. unreasonably expected to, you know, adopt. Should Sigurdsson now be playing in a more central role, uh, where he clearly is more effective, and that will obviously be at Wayne Rooney's expense? Does Wayne Rooney become a glorified super sub now, Chris? Um, yeah. <laughs> nice easy one for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've been saying all along, and it's been in the quandary from the start. The two, the two number tens, one's the club's most expensive signing, one's the club's um, highest uh, earning player. So. They seem to be working that out somewhat um, a month or so ago with Rooney playing in, in the deeper midfield role. Mm. But um, if ultimately, given that the age of the, the two players, yeah. I think if it comes to the crunch, um, you, you, you've got to go with um, Sigurdsson. But I think they can both um, play a part. I think if you've got to play Sigurdsson central, then you need to sign a left-sided midfielder. Because obviously Sigurdsson's playing there at the moment. So if, you, if yeah. you were to sign, say, Theo Walcott, for example, you could put Walcott on one wing... Blassie on the other and then you can play Sigurdsson Central yeah. but at the moment Sigurdsson's yeah. playing there because there's nobody else there to play that's what I was talking about is somebody with yeah. a little bit more creativity is perhaps who we need in answer to Brano's piece I totally agree I mean I think I would have played them there from the start to be honest with you if, you, if you're going to make it the point of an investment yeah. of 45, 48 million quid and somebody that you've chased for a long time yeah. as we all know um, then when you to, to Bring him to the club and then not play him in his be- best position seems counterintuitive to me. I think he should have played there from the start. Yeah. And I think from what we've seen so far and picking up on Breno's points that he's made there, he has to play there now. I'm from, yeah. on the evidence I think he played there just because there's no one else there to play on the left side at all. Because when you think about it, we've got no left back. Yeah, I get that. But, but I mean, if I had no Balassi, you can sometimes give you yeah. an option there. 
and I, I would, I, 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 they don't really see the point then, and I still don't see it now of, of not playing in his best position. Yeah. And he's obviously that's where you get the best out of him. I think, I think there, he's one of them players. We spoke spoke about Wayne the other week about about you know even though like sort of maybe he's not optimum performance compared to say five six years ago, he'll do one or two things a game. You think oh, yeah. you know that was good that you still got it and I think Sigerton seems to be that type of player doesn't yeah, he yeah. That you, you're not going to get a full 90 you may not get full 90 minutes oh that was great stuff yeah. you know great ball you know great yeah. you'll get one or two moments a game like we've seen you did where his work rate is Mike. oh it is it is but he never stops you know closing down pressing chasing yeah. but no that, that's still no, you know I'm talking yeah. about things that you get you out your seat you know like yeah, you yeah. go that, mm-hmm. that was something to that was a highlight and I think Sigerton's the type of player who give you yeah, one or two highlights a game yeah Rather than sort of being <coughs> always involved. Yeah. You know? Apart from getting the best out of Sigurdsson, the concern for me is like Rooney's performances over the last few games. Mm. Whether that's because it's Man United and it's Liverpool, and he wants desperately to impress and he's trying a bit too hard, but you know his pass ratio completion is appalling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was forty eight percent against Liverpool. Uh, sorry, against Man United. That that mm. is absolutely dreadful. Yeah. Liverpool, it wasn't a great deal better. I think it was like sixty one or something. Yeah. And it's, you know, for a guy who clearly has quality, yeah. I mean, Allardyce picked that out when he first arrived. You know, it's passing. That's why he can play midfield. But he hasn't been passing the ball well. I think it is that emotional yeah. attachment because you, you you don't play well all season. And then hit two games on the spin, yeah. but you've got like that emotional attachment towards Man United. Obviously, you're looking to prove a point. Well, that would explain, on the television. and that would explain the ridiculous booking in the first. Obviously, and he was cutting. He was yeah. he was sending off and happening well, wasn't he? So I think I'd excuse them two games. Listen, if a carries on next week, at Tottenham away, and then yeah. you start questioning the on what's going in here. But interestingly, the Sigurd, someone I think you've alluded to playing them all season, is that now we've got Susan signed. Surely, when now we're going to see. Someone reap the benefit of Sigurdsson yeah. set pieces now yeah, because yeah, yeah. we've seen times amongst the times this season Sigurdsson uh, deep balls into the box yeah. crosses there's nobody there at all and you're open it's, it's got that badge you're open that an Ashley Williams or a Michael Keane gets on the end of yeah. the centre half now there's a big lad up front so there's no excuses for it now well, Balassi put one in at Anfield oh, which was an absolute yeah. You know, yeah. diamond of a pass and you know he looked appalled that nobody did mm. attack there it's just one yeah. of those things Oh, come on, let's yeah, just, just, just say one thing about Rooney, I agree. Yeah. I don't know if you've read one of Ferguson's books, he talks about him, how Ferguson was always worried about him playing on Merseyside than he's at Man United, because yeah. he always felt he overheated, uh, that yeah. the emotion of the, the occasion got to him. And I think there was at least two occasions, one at Goodison, one at Anfield, where he was fit. Yeah. And Ferguson obviously thought he wasn't in the right frame of mind well, and put, left him on the yeah, bench. It's good, actually, because that you wonderful know. Alex Ferguson quote that I've chatted out so many times, about uh, you know, it's a nightmare going. It's there, a nightmare going yeah. there. Even if we had Dixie Dean playing for us, <laughs> uh, and that was in relation. I think it was 2011, and it was in relation to Wayne Rooney, who'd been in the uh, front pages for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. And he'd basically come up with that quote to say he wasn't going to play him at Goodison for that reason yeah. because he knew that you know yeah. he just it's going to be hostile. Yeah, yeah. He would react he to overheated. it. I was just wondering why he never did that at Anfield in December though. Because at Anfield he played, yeah. he was really disciplined yeah. and he mm, played, he played the type of role that he yeah, wanted. He wanted to was stick. he captain in that game? I'm not sure. Maybe coming off the back of the Man United game, he was just more frustrated on. Yeah. on I think on you Friday. know what? I'm not <coughs> too much. I think he was captain in the derby in the league game, and he's probably he's had to deal Maybe. with. You know what? I've got to I've got to be responsible Maybe. here. Where he was just a normal player, yeah. if you know what I mean. Not making excuses for him. He's been poor that's two games. But leads us to the derby. It leads us to yeah. We need to discuss it as much as, as it is. No, I mean sixty it, seconds. It hurts. <laughs> no, it, it hurts. The clearly. norm. The norm. T- to me, it's it's a weird one because the performance level was so much better and so much more ambitious than in the Premier League visit yeah. there, and yet ended up losing. Go there and stink the gaff out, and then in the Premier League yeah. game and get a draw. 
go then. I wouldn't say have a go, but you know, so we're a little bit more positive and end up losing. And clearly there were, you know, so errors at crucial times. And we're gone, we'll get the penalty out of the way. I mean, to me, that's just it's awful never a penalty. decision. It's awful. never a penalty, but you can, the argument is that everyone's going to say, well, neither was Calvert-Lewin's on love. But the there's a big difference. Some people will say, oh, you're a bit of Lou here. Well, yeah. it, it's not the case. There was a, a genuine shove on Calvert-Lewin. Mm. Was it enough to make him go over? I think it was. Yeah. We'll never know, but there was a push. This wasn't. There was two arms going around his waist. And it was a completely unnatural way for mm. Adam Lallana to fall. And um, you know, oh, if, just to have if, if the video floor. assistant referee had been in action, he'd have looked at it and laughed and yeah. said, "No, no, keep was going." Was a booked in for diving. Exactly, yeah. But you know, so, so that went against Everson. Did that show us an experience? It just the, we, I thought, me personally, and I disagree with you, Plano. I thought Holgate was absolutely brilliant on the night. I really thought he dealt with Firmino brilliantly. Yeah. Now Firmino was crucial to how Liverpool play, no, and I thought he dealt with him he, brilliantly. He played well, but I mean, there is, I got you know slaughtered in my player ratings for Martin. Rightly so, by the way. But, I marked him down a because he gave away the penalty, and b he should have been sent off. Yeah. You know, all right, you can't okay. argue that the frustration got the better of him. It was like a bad decision on the penalty, but it went against him. But to react the way he did to Firmino and shove yeah. him into the crowd. Apart from nearly getting sent off, he could have injured some poor kid in the crowd. Yeah, 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 it I was just that. like ridiculous. Could, could have injured Tom Davis. As a performance on the, I get well, yeah, that. But those, those, those two brilliant. major incidents apart. Yeah, yeah his performance. Uh, yeah, but, but to be fair, that's what you judge by, isn't it? That, that's the point to me. I would say about stats. It always tells you what you've done in the game, yeah, yeah. not what you've not done. Sure. Yeah. And that's why I would say about player. You know, when you talk about seventy percent pack. Pass completion, ninety percent, whatever tackles won. What it doesn't, you know, if those ten percent tackles not won, then yeah. you're there in the opposition score. Then like that's a five on ten, isn't it? You know, sure enough. And, and I think I, I'm sort of halfway between. Yeah. So I thought I thought he played. Apart from that, those yeah. omissions, I thought he played quite well. And I think I was thinking about this. Of our four centre halves at the moment. Would he be the first pick? Yeah, you know what? I was just going to ask all, all of you, you know, who would be your central defensive pairings? Because a little anecdote before we do that, talking about what you do and don't do, you know, regarding you know, how your stats fare. Uh, only about two or three years, well, whenever he's in his final year, David Moyes sent away all the backroom staff at Everton uh, to analyse every single goal Everton had conceded mm-hmm. and come back and, you know, so let me know who you think, you know, is costing us goals. And I think they had some kind of criteria whereby, you know, three points if you're directly responsible for a goal, two points if you're in the vicinity and could have done better, mm. one point if you were slightly connected. And he said he was amazed. They all came back with exactly the same man, Sylvain Distan. He was costing Everton yeah. more goals than anybody mm. else. And so you're right, statistics can give a very misleading, you know, sort of assessment of what's going on. Mason Holgate's statistics on the night were very, very good. But, you know, two major yeah. incidents that could yeah. have cost, or one did cost the club, the other didn't. Go on then, we'll go around all of us. You know, who would be your central defensive pairing of the players that we have? Leave Furness Murray out of it because he's injured. The players who are available at the moment. I mean, Chris, I mean, who would you like as the, as the I think uh, it, it, it's horses for courses, but um, he's had a, a tough first half of the season, but you've got to think given the investment they, they did on him, that you'd want to have Michael Keane in there as a yeah. um, £25 million player. Player, yeah, and then it's up to the, the rest of them. They've got the two old boys to, to fight it out. And Holgate is, I suppose, it depends how much Big Sam trusts him because for the rest of the season now, maybe if you want to go and develop Holgate, we know what the other two older players can can offer you. So, yeah. if he can go, but perhaps if it, Holgate's got the older head alongside and be that Jagielka or Williams, that might actually help him. So, I think it, it, 
he's fortunate and he's unfortunate that there's nobody, there's no outstanding candidate right. at the moment. But um, it, I've kind of fudged it a bit to say to. So who are you two? Yeah, go on. Key, 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 yeah. key and hand. If, they, if, if they're all if they're all available, then um, I'll say um, Keenan Williams. You know what's going to happen? We're all going to give four completely different games <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. um, here, Well, I think Michael Keane has been poor since we've signed him. Yeah. There's, there's no disrespect in that at all. If you looked at his performances, he hasn't been the player we thought he was, what he was against for Burnley. Um, Ashley Williams, he's been getting his game basically on the sole basis because he's a left-sided defender. That, that yeah. for me, he's been, he's been playing there. He's come on since Allardyce has um, came as our manager, but I think Holgate, for me, he has improved so much under Sam Allardyce. It's been untrue. I never ever seen. Well, I've been watching all game for the past what eighteen months. He's been playing right back. I'm thinking, oh, it's a nightmare. He can't cross the ball. But as soon as Allardyce has came in and put him centre back, he's yeah. been absolutely brilliant. Now I look at. I'm going back to the derby. Firmino and the, he drags centre halves everywhere. Yeah. And the minute Firmino touched that ball, the, the ball was played in front of him. Holgate was right up his backside. He was nipping in front of him, taking the ball off him and going on runs. I thought Holgate was brilliant. For me, Holgate's the first in the team sheet. I'd let it. I'd let. As Chris just then, horses for courses with Jack Elker and Williams for me. It depends on who you're playing, and obviously, them two can't play every week. So, Holgate, Jack Elker. Yeah, go on then, Governor. <laughs> different to Tony. <laughs> I'd say. I'd say. I'd give a clue and when I ask the question Holgate would be my first choice yeah. at the moment because I yeah. think out of the four because yeah. of his age and the way what he's shown so far his yeah. improvements under Santo mm. he'd be my first choice I think my second choice will be that when they played I'm a bit mystified in this to play four or five on games under Sam at the start him and Williams yeah they, they, they yeah, yeah. and that's me lots of the more natural yeah. out of the out of yeah. the, the partnerships that's looked the more natural one for yeah. me um, is it just because he's left sided, Gav? I think sometimes get natural affinity. I mean, I suppose all these friends are the, the, the big pals. Yeah, it's hard because one's you know a lot older than yeah, the other, but yeah. they are big pals. Just, yeah. Funny, Ozzy when he was in, he said the complete opposite thing. Didn't yeah. he? That older players don't tend to mix with younger players in the dressing yeah. room. It's funny yeah. that they do. Yeah. Like yeah. me, you Gav. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 I think Dave's got three. How much older than him are you, Scotty? Yeah. He just looks it. Um, we talk the stadium capacity <laughs> and, uh, and that, that there, there's a big gap now, seriously I'd go with I'd go with for, not for like two three years down the line but between yeah. now and the end of the season just to get us through there I'd go with Holgate and Williams Go ahead Preno big pressure No no not at all I mean Holgate yeah I agree with all of the uh, comments that you've made there to me it reminds me a little bit of you know sound like you know, the old timer again here Remember when Billy Rice first came through yeah. as a as a centre half who had played right back and looked okay at right back centre half mm. he was absolute class act and uh, the only thing that let him down was his weight issues you know uh, which you know ended up getting transferred in the end but he had a real bit of quality about him a really good defender and he managed to a certain degree that's probably a better defender there than Billy Wright was um, but yeah I, I would have Holgate straight away mm. he's only played I think it's six games as centre half so. We don't know yet whether it's just like initial promise or whether that is then going to develop yeah, into enduring, yeah. you know, sort of. It was, was interesting. I spoke to him at the start of the season <coughs> and I asked him, and he said, Do you see yourself primarily as a right back or centre back? And at that time, the start of the season, he wasn't sure he, yeah. himself. I know he'd been used, employed a lot at right back, and Tony spoke about those frustrations where he was obviously a game trier, but he's not offering the same in the final third as a Coleman or even a Kenny would do. Yeah. So. It, perhaps it happens a lot with young defenders, don't they? They, they get the opening of a right back. There seems to be more opportunities there for young players. Then they yeah. develop into centre half, and we may see that with Holgate, hopefully. 
But yeah, I mean, Hall guys, and alongside him, I'd go with the one that played at Anfield. I mean, I just think Jaggy Elka is so underrated still. Uh, the goal. <laughs> I genuinely thought it was James McCarthy. Yeah, so yeah, I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. what's Phil Jagielka doing up there? Yeah. But just the pace that he showed to you know to get up there, the Fastest awareness. Fastest in the Premier League, apparently. Well, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. he, he's, he's much underrated still. Yeah. Uh, his organisational abilities are still apparent. He's, he's a very, very good defender. The downside is he's thirty-five, and you know you're mm. not going to get you know you can't play you know two games a week but that's not going to be an issue between now and the end mm. of the season sadly because we're yeah. obviously the FA Cup two games a month I think but, it was, you know, well, yeah, but I, ju- I just <laughs> think you know he's been playing a lot better than Ashley Williams Williams and Holgate might look like the more natural pairing but Jaggy Elka he's just got so much to offer and you know still and, and I would still have him you know certainly for the remainder of this season and clearly it's an area where we're going to be looking to bring a player in Michael Keane just hasn't done it for me this season yeah. And there were incidents against United where he got turned. You know, he started Palace well. Away. He had yeah. half an hour, and then he got turned by was it Martial and yeah. just Palace the away goal was well against Man yeah. where he perhaps should have done a little bit more. Was it the? Because he looked goal? sluggish too. I yeah. looked at him for Burnley last season. I thought this lad towering, yeah. bit of pace about him, and now all of a sudden you look at him, he's dead on his feet. He's yeah. sluggish. Laxazese, and you go, no, I, I don't think that's the same player at all. The lad I used to work with, he was Burnley fan, and he said. If you're going to buy one play by Tarkovsky. Really, not, yeah. Not, yeah. Not, two, he, yeah. He watches them every home and away every week. And he's yeah. like, of the two, he'd be the one he buys. Sometimes a move to a club like Everton, I mean, we take it for granted, but, you know, Everton is such a big club still, and it's, you know, it's chalk and cheese going from a, you know... Play for Man United, though, Dave, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but didn't succeed there, did he? You know, he ended up having to go to Burnley to yeah. reinvent it's his a, career. It's a, the classic provincial to big city club, yeah. called Dutch Better Burnley. And we spoke about this many times, haven't you? I say, some people, like Tim Cahill, will embrace it. Yeah. And the others find it, the transition a struggle. Well, go on, let's have a look at other positives from the Derby match, because there were quite a few, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for me, Dave. Lassie, 100%. I, I thought... Mean, Sorry, Dave, I thought Balassi, considering yeah. the amount of time he's been out, yeah. and I asked every Liverpool fan after the derby, he said, that Balassi, he said, we were petrified of him. Yeah. Although they did say, but like Rob, did Robertson was their best player, they thought Balassi, who just petrified of him, Luchman. The minute Luchman come on, and yeah. Balassi, he said, they just retreated backwards and backwards. Yeah. I thought them two for me, and it's sad looking at it now, you think, do you know what, should have started with Luchman. Yeah. But it's hindsight, isn't it? Would you have got the same level of performance from him? No, I still think Luckman's an impact sub. I think yeah. if you start him, he goes missing. And, yeah. you know, bring him on, you know, in the game where players are a little bit, you know, not leg weary, but, you know, concentration's going a little bit. And he made a difference, as he did against Watford, when he yeah. came on as a sub, he made a difference. How good was Balassi? I thought he did. His endurance, and his, I think he gives us a balance, doesn't he? Yeah. I, I was a bit... I was... I wouldn't have marked, gone back to Penno's mark, and what's he given Dave? Eight. eight. Yeah. Yeah. I, I felt if I was, told you respect, if you give given yeah. eight, I'd expect him to beat the full, full back. After he did quite a lot. He did once or twice, didn't he? But he had balance and he had something of the unknown. Um, other, here's one for you, Toe. We spoke about John Joe Kenny a couple of podcasts ago being mm. dropped, about what would it be like for a young player being dropped, how you feel? Yeah. He comes back into the team. Yeah. On Friday, big game at Anfield. I thought he played. He was very good. He was yeah. very good. Yeah. It's in the context of saying how people yeah. react to being yeah. dropped if you're younger. I think that that was a big positive. Yeah. Manny had those, no change out of him for, again. for those reasons. I thought as well. Um, is is Schneider and McCarthy a more natural? I, I was going to bring that up. Well, I actually mentioned that in the piece I did afterwards because. McCarthy played very well again for me, mm. including running on fumes at the end. Yeah. Uh, but you know he does make a difference, and yes, he looks a better. I, I thought Schneiderlin was showing a few flashes, nothing more than that, but a few flashes of the form we saw at the tail end of last season. 
And I just wondered whether that was because McCarthy is a more natural... He plays higher up the pitch than Edge Gay does. Mm. And it just looked like a, a, natu- a more natural balance. But, you know, could you leave Gay out? You it's, know, it's, it's a difficult one. It's just possession on the ball that worries me for Schneiderlin. Every pass is sideways or back. He will yeah. never go forward two or three yards with the ball and look yeah. to attack. It's his natural instinct. And it wasn't like this when we first signed him. His natural instinct is to look sideways or go back with the ball. You're thinking, yeah. lad, you think, lad, he's box-to-box midfielder <coughs> at Manchester United and Southampton. That's why we signed him. Yeah. Now, I look, all of a sudden, he's just turned into this, like a crab, so to speak. He's just going yeah. side to side, isn't he? And thinking, no, I... McCarthy for me played well. I'd be interested to see McCarthy and Guy as a, as a centre partnership. Yeah, but maybe, maybe a bit too similar. But well, that, that opportunity will come, no doubt. And the goalkeeper, do we give him a free pass given uh, you know the way he's played this season? Well, an interesting one for you, Dave. If he would have stayed on his line, would he have got any money in anyway? Well, if Nasser stayed on the uh, on the near post, he might not need to save myself. Yeah. We don't know. I mean, initially, you know, when I saw it in real time from inside the ground, I, I thought Jaggy Elko was it was the guy. I that thought that was at fault because you know he was out jumped. But let's face it, Van Dyke is so towering in the air; it's impossible almost not to you know be, be out jumped by him. It's only when you see the replay and you think, "Oh God, Pickford's had a nightmare there." Yeah. But you know he's had a great season. Thought Hall game might have done better. The, the yeah. frust- I know we didn't talk about the Man United game last week, but the, one, the frustrating thing for me is we lost against Man United and Liverpool. And how many opportunities, good opportunities to give to those clubs inside the box in those two games? Mm. Very few. Yeah. You know, very few opportunities. What, three or four over uh, two Yeah, games? but I think in domination and possession, yeah, yeah, the two teams, teams have In terms scored. of how you set up and defended, it's that we allowed ourselves, Man United, to give too much space at the edge of the penalty area and got done by a set piece and, and a penalty on Friday. And the frustrating thing for me is I haven't done... 95% of the defendant job yeah, in the penalty yeah. area it's like great we've, we've sort of on the edges we've let ourselves down I think that's a really worrying thing that's I'm not worrying it's, it's frustrating that's what irritated me and if you were to ask anyone basically on the derby the team the score line was 2-1 yeah. a great counter attacking goal and a set piece and a penalty you'd probably, you'd probably least like that with Everton wouldn't you but it would <laughs> yeah. to be you'd think I thought Everton's goal was brilliant and to concede from a set piece a corner late on yeah. and a dodgy penalty yeah. it was hard to stomach but it's, you know what you know what, you know what Derby I always go on about is the 2 all game in January 2000 we were winning 2-1 yeah. and the game you're thinking yeah. about we've got it here like you know and Tim Howard I suppose he was on three points for Moises and Alisson <laughs> <laughs> You know, I mean, and I remember coming away from that game thinking, I'm totally frustrated there because we, we should have won that. Yeah. And, and we just let ourselves down. And the same a little bit on Friday. And as a result, it's now in the realms of horrible history, it's, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and let's face it, we've given them another script again there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. thing yeah. is, as well, do you know what's interesting? Obviously, the performance, I thought we played well, really well, second half, I thought we really good. Yeah. And one of my mates alluded to me, he said, That's the best I've seen Everton play football at Anfield for a long while. Would you go as long as far to say that? Well, to be honest, with Considering there's a number of four I was going to say, yeah, he's not like got a great deal of recent <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think we need to temper it by the fact that, okay, we played well and I think we defended, but we only still only created one shot on target. Uh, which sure, you I think, played, didn't you? Yeah, well, that, well that's mm. a frustrating thing, isn't it? So I think we played well, but I don't think we played, yeah, really, really yeah, it was well. Okay. It, was it was a okay. massive improvement yeah. on the league game on there. Yeah. And, and, and a big improvement to some of our recent performances. I think from an Evertonian point of view, that. That is the frustration, whether they're blown out the water, whether it's a routine win for Liverpool or whether it's going down fighting like on Friday, unfortunate. It's yet another way to lose at Anfield, yet another way not to win at Anfield. And it's gone on far too long. It's it's gone 
you know, there was a time in the past, a generation or so ago, Liverpool the dominant dominant team in Europe, and it was never this bad. This is at a time when there's relatively little between the two clubs, and for a whole generation of Evertonians to grow up now, and it's used getting used to this condition to this, yeah. and you can't blame the individual players, the managers. It's different managers, it's different players, but like I said, it's yet another way. Yeah, 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 yeah. 16 yeah. games now, isn't it? We haven't won a derby. Yeah. That, that's bad, that, isn't it? It's can we concentrate on some positive? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all about time. Yeah, we, we said we discussed the derby, we have discussed the derby, so that's it. It's now finished with. Um, it's January, we're, well, eight days into it now, nine days into it, and we've signed one player already, a couple of players have gone. You mentioned Theo Walcott before. I mean, there's a number of names being linked. He's one that quite excites me, and I'd like to see a Goodison Park. Uh, given his pace, given what he's done in the past, uh, is he a player that you'd want to see arriving? You think? I, yeah, I do think I'd like him. Yeah. I think if you look at, I think Oxley Chamberlain came from Arsenal. He was averaging four goals a season. Yeah. Look at Walcott's records. It's like 15, 17 goals yeah. a season. It goes unnoticed. It really does. I think exactly exactly whatever they're after. I like him. He's a flying Pitch. machine. Absolutely yeah. flying machine. And, I, and yeah. I think a change of clubs will do him the power yeah. of goods. I think he's been he's gone stale there at Arsenal. I think yeah. To come up north, away from it all, bring his family up. And a new lease of life, so to speak. I think yeah. he'd be, I think he'd be a cracking son. After what you're picking him up, twenty five million now with yeah, add-ons. Yeah. I think it's buttons in this day and age. And we've just signed a player there that we don't know how well on earth he's going to get on for twenty yeah. odd million. Could well, be hopefully any. we do. <laughs> <laughs> you signed Classen for twenty odd million. Look how that turns out. So yeah. I just think it's listen. Very fair point. Any, any other names out there that you'd like to see join the club? Because and Zonzi's another one who's being linked. Yeah. Yeah. Free a left back for Gav. Yeah. Oh God, Luke a left back for everyone. Yeah, 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 to be fair, Anson's he's a bit, a bit high maintenance. Off the Van Hal's been linked as well, hasn't he? Yeah. I've always liked him when he was a Sunderland. I like yeah. him; he's good yeah, going yeah, forward. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know about yeah. defensively, but yeah. is that the next sign? Do you think Sam Allardyce will look to is a left back straight away? Would you have had Van Van? Whatever Alice, his name is, Van Sunderland. Sunderland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh no, a left back certainly. Um, Leighton Baines, you know, sadly nearing the end of a very distinguished career. Yeah. And we don't know quite how bad this injury situation is going to be. But you know, Kuko Martinez done all right for me recently. He's done mm. better and better defensively. But you know, he offers absolutely nothing not going forward pitch, yeah. because he's not left footed. He can't yeah. do it. So. Is it crucial in this window? It's, it's, it's probably a difficult question. No, if we were to sign this left back, is it basically a stopgap or? Are we looking now because Baines is not going to play full season? Are we looking for a left back now for the next two or three years? I don't think you can ever have such a thing as a stopgap. I mean, the days of bringing a Paul Power in, you know, his cover yeah. have gone. I think you've got to buy the best available out there. And, you know, if that's Luke Shaw, you know, so go for it. If there's somebody in Europe that we don't know about who's absolutely top level, go for it. January is not generally the window where those kind of signings are made. Obviously, Coutinho might, you know, disprove that yeah. across the park there. But generally, you know, you tend to get. You know, players that aren't that long term, but I just think you go by the best that's out there. Chris, is the Tierney at Celtic? Is he in Manchester? Yeah, definitely that sort of profile. A young player you can develop, and it's not so much of a transition for him and Scotland um, coming down to England and from uh, a cultural football point of view I believe he can switch over on the other side play in the middle as, as well so certainly I've not seen a great deal about him but he sort of hits the pro- fits the profile that, yeah. that you'd want that sort of player who would hopefully eventually replace Leighton Baines mm-hmm. as first choice left back who else would you go for anyone out there I think so yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, well, if we sign another striker would that then be the end of Nias 
Because you can't keep Calvert Lewin's there, you've got Sanjo there as yeah. well. So obviously Sanjo and Yasser, one of them. Of course, it would be the end, and would we be bothered? No, yeah, no, no, no chance. No chance. Yeah. He's done all right for us this season. You know, fair play to the lads. Yeah, he's five like, minutes of fame. Yeah, he's, he's had a good go, but come on, yeah. we're going to look at a higher quality than yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree. Yeah, yeah. and nobody else you will see moving. Well, as, as Sam said, he's got to get a few out the door, as yeah. we mentioned. There. So the interesting one is the kids. Players, the yeah. kids. I mean, he, he talked a while ago about um, maybe needing to let some players go out on loan. And um, obviously, Liam Walsh has gone permanently to Bristol City. But I think he's thinking about some of the other you know, younger players. Benny Beningamy is one that you yeah. know, sort of might fit that bill, who looked really, really promising when he first came in. Uh, not quite so impressive in the last couple of games, but could benefit from a loan deal somewhere. Yeah. We haven't had no centre forward. Obviously, Kane Dow's had a bit of publicity, hasn't he, over the yeah. last uh, 48 hours as well? He, I think um, he's just keeping he's developing. No, that, no, that's a good just, gen, just generally yeah. speaking yeah. about going forward, about yeah. not maybe not for January. I've heard some shouts for he, he could be an ideal replacement for Ross Barkley next season. They're going to listen, just keep him where They're he is. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> Would you <coughs> see similarities with that? No, not at all. Um, I think he's, you know, so that left side role we were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah. He's one who could play off there. Uh, he's, he's a player I like an awful lot, but you know, so pigeon and holding him into a particular position, I'm not so sure. Has he got the physique to play in the Premier League week in, week out? Um, I think that's why he's gone to Nottingham Forest and why he's doing so well there. Initially, he didn't. If you remember when he was given his debut by Unzi at the end of that season when Martinez was sacked, and you know, he was the absolute you know, star yeah. that we wanted to see. As it was, Tom Davis was the standout yeah, yeah. performer that game. Following season, Koeman came in, obviously, you know, so Gabe Davis has had, you know, from January, and, you know, he sparkled down, never got a look in. Start of the season, it looked pre-season, he looked great again. The only problem was a little bit lightweight, I thought, which is why he's gone to Forest, and, you know, clearly he's developed magnificently. They love him, absolutely love him. Championship Premier League is a different kettle, kettle of fish, but, you know, let's face it, he's just turned the last yeah. over. Like a, a similar one, and he's been in this very room, was similar, it's Lee Osman, wasn't yeah, yeah. it? Because Ozzy yeah. was sort of on the periphery of Everton, wasn't yeah. he? And he went, he went to Car- Dar- and Derby, and he did really well at Derby, yeah. didn't he? And so I know it's like the game's changed and the difference mm. in the Championship and Premier League and all that type of stuff. It's got bigger, but, but yeah, yeah. But but Ozzy's an example of somebody yeah, at the club yeah. who really benefited from a loan deal and build himself up and, and things like that physically, yeah. and then come back at a completely different player than when, when he left. And yeah. maybe they might be the same with Kieran Dow. Yeah. Yeah. Similarities, like you say, with the physique, somebody who didn't um, get by on having great power or pace, but had. Uh, a technical brain to, to play the game but I think Osman's a real sort of extreme example wasn't he, he was almost 23 when he got mm. his first yeah, start he'd have been injured like though hasn't yeah. so yeah, in terms yeah, of like injured. you know his, his years as a mm. pro probably similar mm. but it would be interesting to see how that pans out yeah, absolutely. Right, well, there's going to be lots more speculation as the as the month progresses. Like I said, we're only just into January. And we'll be back again towards the end of this week, looking ahead to the trip to Wembley. We're going to Wembley. <laughs> OK, it's only to face <laughs> time. <laughs> but, you know, it's, uh, it's genuine. So uh, stick with us and we'll uh, bring another Royal Brew podcast uh, to the end of the week. Cheerio.